Hi, everybody. Hey, hello there. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm doing well, Chip. How are you, Good. sir? Good. Hope you had a great day yesterday. We're back together again. Again, here we Today, are. Today, though, is a new day, and it's day number 41. Love it. Day 41, Exodus 33, 34, and 35. Yeah. And we are so glad you're joining us today, and we've been going through the book of Exodus. Yes, and yesterday we read about the dreaded golden calf incident. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, the Moses was on the mountain. Mm-hmm. People got unruly. Yeah. Uh, uh, they lacked faith, not mm-hmm. knowing where this, this Moses fellow went. I yeah. love that phrase. Oh, gee, yeah. Uh, you know that one guy? And Moses says, hey, these are your people, God. <laughs> and then God says, they're your people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, Moses comes down the mountain, sees the golden calf, smashes the tablets, which he's going to regret. And uh, now he's um, back up with the Lord speaking on behalf of the people. So we picked that up in uh, Exodus 33. Okay. Exodus chapter 33. The Lord said to Moses, Get going, you and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt. Go up to the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I told them, I'll give you this land to your descendants. I'll send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to this land, and that flows with milk and honey. But I will not travel among you, for you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I did, I would surely destroy you along the way. Whew. A lot of mercy there. Yeah, yeah. When the people heard these stern words, they went into mourning and stopped wearing their jewelry and fine clothes. For the Lord had told Moses to tell them, You are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I were to travel with you for even a moment, I would destroy you. Remove your jewelry and fine clothes while I decide what to do with you. So from time to time, so from the time they left Mount Sinai, the Israelites wore no more jewelry or fine clothes. It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. Moses sees the Lord's glory. One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, Take these people up from the promised land, but you haven't told me whom will you send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look, and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your way so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, well, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me? on me and your people, if you don't go with us. For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. 
Moses responded, Then show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you. For I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. But you may not look directly at my face, for no one may see me and live. The Lord continued, Look, stand near me on this rock. As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and let you see me from behind, but my face will not be seen. Exodus chapter 34, a new copy of the covenant. Then the Lord told Moses, chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones. I'll write on them the same words that were on the tablets that were smashed. Be ready in the morning to climb up Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on top of the mountain. No one else may come with you. In fact, no one is to appear anywhere on the mountain. Do not even let the flocks or herds graze near the mountain. So Moses chiseled out two tablets of stone like the first ones. Early in the morning, he climbed Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him, and he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him, and he called out, his own name, Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I'm slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. But I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon the children and the grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. Moses immediately threw himself to the ground and worshipped. He said, O Lord, if it is true that I have found favor with you, then please travel with us. Yes, this is a stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our iniquity and our sins. Claim us as your own special possession. The Lord replied, Listen, I'm making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I'll perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord. The awesome power I'll display for you. But listen carefully to everything I command you today. Then I'll go ahead of you and drive out the Amorite, the Canaanites, the Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and the Jebusites. Be very careful never to make a treaty with the people who live in the land where you are going. If you do, you will follow their evil ways and be trapped. Instead, you must break down their pagan altars, smash their sacred pillars, and cut down their Asherah poles. You must worship no other gods, for the Lord, whose very name is Jealous, is a God who is jealous about his relationship with you. You must not make a treaty of any kind with the people living in the land. They lust after their gods, offering sacrifices to them. They will invite you to join them in their sacrificial meals, and you will go with them. Then you will accept their daughters, who sacrifice to other gods as wives for your sons, and they will seduce your sons to commit adultery against me by worshiping other gods. You must not make any gods of molten metal for yourselves. You must celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days the bread you eat must be without yeast, just as I commanded you. Celebrate this festival annually at the appointed time in early spring in the month of Abib, for that is the anniversary of your departure from Egypt. The firstborn of every animal belongs to me, including the firstborn males from your herds of cattle and your flocks of sheep and goats. A firstborn donkey may be, brought, may be bought back from the Lord by presenting a lamb or young goat in its place. But if you do not buy it back, you must break its neck. However, you must buy back every firstborn son. 
no one may appear before me without an offering. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day you must stop working, even during the seasons of plowing and harvest. You must celebrate the festival of harvest with the first crop of the wheat harvest and celebrate the festival of the final harvest at the end of the harvest season. Three times each year, every man in Israel must appear before the sovereign, the Lord, the God of Israel. I will drive out the other nations ahead of you and expand your territory so no one will covet and conquer your land while you appear before the Lord your God three times a year. You must not offer the blood of my sacrificial offerings together with any baked goods containing yeast, and none of the meat of the Passover sacrifice may be kept over until the next morning. As you harvest your crops, bring the very best of the first harvest to the house of the Lord your God. You must not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. There it is again. There it is. There Keeps it coming is. back. I don't know. The Lord said to Moses, write down all these instructions, for they represent the terms of the covenant I'm making with you and with Israel. Moses remained there on the mountain with the Lord forty days and forty nights. And all that time he ate no bread and drank no water. And the Lord wrote the terms of the covenant, the Ten Commandments, on the stone tablets. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. So when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance of Moses face to face, they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called out to them and asked Aaron and all the leaders of the community to come over, and he talked with them. Then all the people of Israel approached him, and Moses gave them all the instructions the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking with them, he covered his face with a veil. But whenever he went in to talk into the tent of meeting to speak with the Lord, he would remove the veil until he came out again. Then he would give the people whatever instructions the Lord had given him, and the people of Israel would see the radiant glow of his face. So he would put the veil over his face until he returned to speak with the Lord. Exodus chapter 35, Instructions for the Sabbath. Moses called together the whole community of Israel, and he told them, These are the instructions the Lord has commanded you to follow. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day you must, must be a Sabbath day of complete rest a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on that day must be put to death. You must not even light a fire in any of your homes on the Sabbath. Offerings for the Tabernacle Then Moses said to the whole community of Israel, This is what the Lord has commanded. Take a sacred offering for the Lord. Let those with generous hearts present the following gifts to the Lord. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat hair for cloth. Tanned ram skins and fine goatskin leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the lamps, spices for the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, onyx stones and other gemstones to be set in the ephod and the priest chest piece. Come, all of you who are gifted craftsmen, construct everything that the Lord has commanded. The tabernacle and its sacred tent, its covering, clasps, frames, crossbars, posts, and bases. The ark and its carrying poles, the ark's cover, the place of atonement. The inner curtain to shield the ark, the table, its carrying poles, and all its utensils, the bread of the presence, for light, the lampstand, its accessories, the lamp cups, and the olive oil for lighting, 
the incense altar and its carrying poles, the anointing oil and fragrant incense, the curtain for the entrance of the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering, the bronze grating of the altar and its carrying poles and utensils, the wash basin with its stand, the curtains for the walls of the courtyard, the posts and their bases, the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard, the tent pegs of the tabernacle and courtyard and their ropes, the beautifully stitched garments for the priests to wear while ministering in the holy place, the sacred garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests. So the whole community of Israel left Moses and returned to their tents. All whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were moved came and brought their sacred offering to the Lord. They brought all the materials needed for the tabernacle, for the performance of its rituals, and for the sacred garments. Both men and women came, all whose hearts were willing. They brought to the Lord their offerings of gold, uh, brooches, earrings, rings, and from their uh, rings from their fingers, and necklaces. They presented gold objects of every kind as a special offering to the Lord. All those who owned the following items willingly brought them: blue, purple, scarlet thread fine linen and goat hair for cloth, and tanned ram skins and fine goat-skinned leather. And all who had silver and bronze objects gave them as a sacred offering to the Lord. And those who had acacia wood brought it for use in the project. All the women who were skilled in sewing and spinning prepared blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine linen cloth. All the women who were willing used their skills to spin the goat hair into yarn. The leaders brought onyx stones and the special gemstones to be set in the ephod and the priest's chest piece. They also brought spices and olive oil for the light, the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense. So the people of Israel, every man and woman who was eager to help in the work the Lord had given them through Moses, brought their gifts and gave them freely to the Lord. Then Moses told the people of Israel, the Lord has specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. The Lord has filled Bezalel with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And the Lord has given both him and Aholiab, son of Ahikishmach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach their skills to others. The Lord has given them special skills as engravers, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple, and scarlet thread on fine linen cloth and weavers. They excel as craftsmen and as designers. Okay. Man. Woo. Woo. A lot of blue, purple, and I know. all kinds of stuff going on there. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. So, hey, um, so if you're kind of new to us, we at the end of the reading, we answer uh, two questions. So what? Um, I usually take that one on. So what? Like, what does this mean? Sure. You what know? do we do with it? Yeah. What do we do with what we read? And I usually pick something out that um, is impressed upon me. And there we'll tackle soon, shortly here today, uh, in a moment, the where is Jesus in this? You yeah. Know, it does a great job finding Jesus because everything really points to, to Jesus as God's solution to our problem. And and that's very encouraging. So um, so for me, the so what today, Eric, yeah. really um, is I'm going to talk about the Sabbath. 
Love that. So the Sabbath, you know, has been well documented by theologians that it is the only commandment not repeated in the New Testament. Hmm. So what do you do with it? You know, so what do you do with with commands that we see in the Old Testament that aren't really repeated or, or, or utilized or deemed even necessary in the New? I think you look for principles. Yeah. You can look for principles in these Old Testament commandments. So what's the principle here? It's there's a day, a day of rest, a day where you kind of, I don't think you're, you should be legalistic about it, but you should protect it. Find that day. It could be any day, really. A day that you pick uh, as a day of rest where you come um, and refrain from work to get closer to God, to set apart unto him. And just a reminder that you're trusting him uh, to provide for you. And every day, the six <coughs> days, the idea in the Old Testament was work really hard, give it all. And the seventh day is a day where you want to work, but you're saying, God, I trust you. I'm depending upon you. And, and God says, you need to rest. Mm-hmm. And even God with creation, right? Right, in, yeah. In six days and rested the seventh. So he set the example there. So And gave us that gift. Yeah, so for me, I try to go Saturdays mm-hmm. uh, for that day of rest. Right? It changes seasons from season to season, depending on what's going on in my life. So right currently, it's Saturday, um, and there's naps in there and walks and all kinds of fun stuff. But um, that's kind of my, my moment uh, that day, but I would pick a day, mm-hmm. pick a day and, and, and use it as a, a day for the Lord. So. Yeah. And I would, so you kind of hit on this a little bit, but mm-hmm. I would say, um, the people who are the worst at this are people who work for churches, uh, you know, and in particular pastors, I think it's great that <clears throat> yeah. you have a day. I don't, I'm, I'm really guilty of not having a, a solid day of rest. Now I also, you know, do take like half days and stuff like that, but I don't have like one sure, solid, right. you know, well, yeah. but I, I should, I should be better about that. I'll openly confess that. But, um, so yeah, I love that. And I love that Jesus said, you know, the, the Sabbath was given for us, yeah, right. you know, and we weren't made for the Sabbath. Yeah. Right. So it's a gift. Cause he caught grief for what harvesting corn or something. Yeah, we'll the, talk about that yeah. in the New Testament. Yeah, we will. Yeah. We will. But yeah, I won't yeah. have a where's Jesus in that day because he'll, <laughs> he'll be in the text. There he is. <laughs> He's right there yeah, picking corn. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but where is he in here? So again, again, the old covenant is beautiful to us because it shows us the new covenant. So there's that stuff that will always come forward. You know, uh, the building of a building compared to the building of Christ's church, you know, uh, you know, with the gifting like he talked about yesterday. But here's the interesting one for me is this uh, this glow that Moses is given when he sees God. And then later, um, we'll see Moses and Jesus hanging out in the New Testament. Yeah, right, right. You know, yeah. uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration, where the the Jesus' closest apostles or disciples, excuse me, yeah. uh, who notably he called friend. Yeah. And so yeah. God met with Moses the way that he meet, would meet with a friend. Mm-hmm. They talked like friends. And so Jesus brings his friends up this mountain to meet his friend, mm-hmm. Moses. And yeah. shows them his glory, and they their faces hit the dirt, you know, just like Moses' face was hidden in the yeah. the cleft of the rock, you know, or whatever it was. But um, yeah, so I yeah. just see a lot of parallel there, and definitely, it's so crucial that when we read this, we remember that the God of the Old Testament is not a different God than Jesus. It is 
Jesus. Yeah. You know, people draw that line and say, well, the yeah. Old Testament God is this. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. you know, yeah, I've heard but that. this I've is heard that. Jesus. Yeah. And he met with Moses like a friend. And yeah. then later in Isaiah, we read about uh, Abraham was God's friend. Mm. And then, you know, we read in John that the disciples were, were Jesus' friends. Mm. I don't call you servants. I call you friends. Yeah. I have it tattooed on my arm, friend of God. Oh, wow. And so it just means so huh. much to me. And it's just, where is Jesus? Yeah. He's He's having... Friendship, friendship with a human being, mm. showing his glory just like he would in the New Testament, and yeah. it's pretty amazing. That is so, amazing, and we can see his glory. Maybe not in the way that leaves our face glowing, mm-hmm. but you know we see his glory all around us too. So yeah, well that's oh man, we can keep going with this, but your let your light shine before yeah, men. That's yeah. our goal. Oh, yeah, yeah. When we absolutely do what he tells us. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, hey, guys, thanks for joining us today. We know you have a long day ahead of you for many of you, and some of you are going to sleep, so it's yeah. a good way to end today. Yeah. But, hey, we're so proud of you. Thanks for joining us today as Chip and Eric read through the Bible. Yeah, I want to shout out. Shout out. I won't do it by name because I feel like they oh. get embarrassed. Well, how do you shout out? Well, like, like this. Okay. Just, just <laughs> check it out. Check right, it out. Right. If you are an accountant <laughs> and you're in the middle of tax season and you're still listening every day, Yes. We are super proud of you. Yes, I know of a couple. And I wouldn't dare yeah. speak the person's name and upset them. No. Yeah. yeah. But good yeah. job. But good job. Yes. Okay. Anyway, have a good night, everybody. All right. See you in, in the morning. Bye.